Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of a Shotgun Start. It is April 18th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing all right. <laughs> I, uh, I'm out of the health and safety protocols and uh, ready to pot again. Are you? Are you ready? It seems like you might be. We, we may be here. It's an early Monday morning here. I'm, I'm on vacation, in air quotes, but, you know, when you have four kids, it's never really vacation. You know, it's just more stressful in a different, you know, unfamiliar location. Uh, and you are getting out of health and safety protocols. We apologize for the delay uh, here in recording. But, you know, we did 25 episodes Masters Week. We got a couple curveballs. We couldn't get a Friday show together. You know, we're traveling. We're back on our feet. We're, we're, we're full steam ahead, though. Again, maybe not full steam, half steam ahead, but we're moving forward again. Hey, Progressing. Listen, I, I apologize. I apologize. Don't apologize mostly, to anybody. I mostly apologize to Davis Love III. I know this is a major week for him. And uh, we had a couple of guys that were super disappointing last week come out and uh, play a playoff. So, you know, it was <coughs> almost like they were they were honoring Davis Love with a no-show. That's the true. And a reshow that is, at the at the Heritage. That is one of uh, you know there were many many sort of treasures in, that we discovered in the those spotlight series, which will continue. I know people are asking for Trevino part two, like every other day. People pop us about that. It's coming. It's coming. We're it's in the coming. research process. Um, don't know. Don't know when. We're trying to build suspense. <clears throat> yeah, but like one of the treasures that I discovered that I loved, one of my favorite treasures from that sort of research. Was DL3 talking about <laughs> how he peaked like physically in form for the Masters, but mentally he would just be on the fritz completely, you know, just crap himself every, and then he'd calm down the next week while the physical still, I'm telling this for the 10th time it feels like on the podcast, the physical was still peak, you know, that was leftover, that tail carried over to the next week. And then his mentally, he calmed down after Augusta, and that's why he won our heritage every time. And maybe that's what happened to Jordan Spieth. Although, Spieth's Masters record, I think, is a little more substantial than DL3's at this point, even his in Masters seven, eight years. that awful pre-shot routine is not good, though. I mean, what do you have to say for yourself? He just won, he won the RBC Heritage. I'm, I'm literally down what the do street. What do I have to say to my, for myself? I have to say nothing. I have nothing to say. I, you got some spicy takes about this. Well, I don't think he can win a major looking like that. He had a squirrely tee shot. The one tee shot he needed had a good tee shot. It looked like. It looked like at the time before everybody and their brother shit the bed coming down the stretch. I I don't know if I saw anybody birdie the 15th yesterday. I don't know if it was possible (laughs) to birdie this short par five. I don't know, but nobody did it. With the backboard, right? Doesn't have a backboard there for you? almost hit it out of bounds to the left. With that awful he, pre-shot routine, he hit it so good though everywhere else. I got to give sixty-six. 
Well, not putting. I mean, he said he won without a putter. Well, I don't know if he hit it good. I mean, this, I don't he, know. Didn't, he didn't really win this tournament. All right, let's just be real. Shade Lowry fumbled it away. HV3 Patrick did HV3 things. Like yeah. all those guys, just they all stunk coming down the stretch. I and mean, Cantley has a nine Smith iron in. in there. You're right. I mean, on the playoff, Cantley has a nine iron in. His opponent, he's already seen in the bunker, right? Yeah. And he just kind of duffs it into the, not duff, but you know what I mean. Dumps it in the bunker. Can't do that. Can't do that. It was windy. The wind was apparently was flummoxing. You were on as, the ground. I was I was around the corner at the beach. Let's just put it that way. Having a having a high noon or twelve. But uh, you know, hey, it was vacation. I, I I debated going over there with the kids, and I was like, Did you have you know maybe they'd ask? Up? No, work is work, and vacations vacation. Sock up. <laughs> So yeah, he dumped it in the bunker. So you're suggesting this is a half win for Speed? Are you are you trying to suggest this isn't a full win because everybody else sort of abdicated their responsibility to compete? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, th- this was bad. This was a bad tournament. It was a bad golf tournament. I I think I CBS there, and I was golf there Twitter would disagree. It. Listen, my my resolution this year has been to watch golf. That's been my like. I have to watch golf. That's that's what I have to do. And I know I have to do it. And I'm sitting on this Sunday. And uh, it's the first time I've been upright in a while. And I'm watching this golf. And every time it goes to commercials, I get, I get to go change the channel over to the basketball game. That was one of the best basketball games in the first round we've ever seen, really. The, the Brooklyn yep. Nets, Celtics one. Celtics. But then yep. it's like two minutes it's like ah, oh, i better go switch it back and every time come back it'd be just some guy booting it down the stretch refusing to make birdies i mean the septic tank he came out and you know <laughs> did you see that fun yes and then he goes and dumps it into the bunker or he actually hit it into the hazard makes so, a bogey i'm i'm on vacation with a couple other families here and uh, they're golf. They play golf. They're aware of the tour. They watch the golf tour. They don't, you know, not like us. They, they don't have resolutions or they have to. But, uh, you know, they're into golf. They know golf and, and are, you know, uh, play a lot of golf. And we're watching yesterday because <clears throat> I have to watch to record. And uh, Sepp Straka comes on the screen. And this guy goes, who in the hell is Sepp Straka? Like, who is this guy? Like, just getting that sort of like, the more than cash, I could not stop laughing. It's like, oh, the septic tank? You're not familiar with his work? Um, and it just got at the whole like thing of like, fans who are like more than casual, who know golf, follow golf to a certain level, just not knowing who, you know, I don't know, 80, 90% of these guys are, especially unless you listen to this, this podcast and you're familiar with, then you'd be intimately familiar with Substraka because he's a recurring figure here. But it just it hit on the normal thing you always talk about with texting with friends who are kind of fans, somewhat fans, and just not knowing who most of these guys are. But I just burst out laughing. I who mean, the hell is Substraka? Seven, seven guys tied for third. Seven. Yeah. That was the thing. Lowry was like putting out. He had a nervy, whatever that was, par bogey putt. He was either going to be third or ninth. You know, it was like a lot he of money hit there. Some at the, horrendous shots. 
Hit a couple well, snappers. T- topped one. Had, you did top. Chipped it into the water. <laughs> I had a couple people and text still, us. And he still almost won. That's what Message I'm saying. Us Nobody about, like, if he, won this week. The rain was stealing it from Shane Lowry again, like at Honda. Because that's what he was playing like when he hit that just rope hook on 18. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's like, is the rain stealing it from Shane Lowry again here with some of these just garbage golf shots? So, yeah, not a lot of good shots. Are we on a delay here? Are you getting delayed? I don't think so. All right. Wi Fi is probably better than home, probably. Um, So, we should get. Yeah, let's let's get to. We'll talk a little bit about Spieth. I don't know if you heard. You might have heard this the once Easter or twice deal? if you opened social media. I did, regrettably. He won last year on on Easter and this year on Easter. Everybody Kyle Porter got... broke this. Kyle Porter was early with this on our Wednesday episode. He said he he called this actually on our Wednesday episode. He called this, and then it became sort of the meme I of the Sunday to or whatever podcast that's fine you'll survive you made it this far you don't have to go back um but yes porter was ahead of this and this became a thing he's just did you hear that next year's masters is on easter so i've just in case you're wondering if you want to put a long range bet there might be something there speaking of the betting segments are just out of control Everywhere. On TV all, or where? In sports. In all sports. Is it happening on the playoffs coverage a fair amount? Or what, yeah. what's going on? I mean, okay. I got like Jalen Rose. I love Jalen Rose. But he's just like, this is a great bet. <laughs> and my point is, nobody ever says they're bad bets right. on TV. That's true. Right. I heard there was like an uproar about... USFL, I, which I wasn't aware was a thing again. It was came back this weekend, and people were mad that it wasn't like available for betting in some states. Like it's not like yet kosher to bet on. Yeah, I don't know. The league hasn't arranged it with the. It's just like it's 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 everywhere, man. It's in our lives. So, all right. So NBA speaking, golf. We got thirteen wins now. Was does is this a significant win? Does this change any way you think about Jordan Spieth? <clears throat> I don't know if it changes. I think it affirms like, look, we, we it matters to win, right? We talk about this. It matters. Winning matters. Not just getting in the hunt, not just being great, not just being a highly ranked world ranking player. Like winning also matters. And he gets the ball and he gets the ball in the hole. He gets the trophy. Like, I think that matters to a certain extent. And 13 is a, you know, continually build significant number for a guy who's is he thirty yet? He's not close to thirty yet, and and so 30. like thirty, right? Wasn't he like twenty eight? So I guess he's getting close to thirty. I think that matters, and I was thinking about this yesterday. Like he he had negative putting, he's hitting it everywhere. He's got this pre shot routine that just looks like you know Shaq trying to figure out how to shoot a free throw. It's not a good. It's not pretty, um, but. Like, it's part of the charm, right? It's part of why we're why we are drawn to watching him play golf, watching him contend, hoping he gets in contention. Uh, I think most of us, the the larger, I don't know, populace, the larger golf fan uh, universe. I I, so we're to go ahead, go ahead. Can I give put a take out there? Yeah, God, yeah. 
Jordan Spieth's a rich man's Marco Mira. <laughs> How rich? Like, come on. A lot like rich. Well, much richer. But you look at the tournaments <laughs> he wins, and they're, you're like, these aren't... He does not beat up the on Masters, the Masters, the Open, and the U.S. Well, Open. I'm just, okay, take the majors out of it. <laughs> well, I mean, if that's we examine stipulation. Here's where he's won. He's won John Deere, Valspar. John Deere twice, Valspar. Dean and DeLuca, AT&T Pebble Beach. Not, the none of these are big tournaments. Travelers, Valero, RBC. I mean, what? what, what okay. Hyundai, Tournament of Champions is, but that's thirty people. I mean, you're just listing off like it's variety. Tour championship too. It's variety. You listed off a lot of different tournaments. It's not like five of the deer or five of the heritage. There's a lot of variety. There's only so many of places that go. I'm it saying, sounds like I'm you're giving saying, him credit. Marco Mir is a, 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 objectively a Hall of Famer. You can argue or not. He's a rich man's Hall of Famer. And I'll say this. I, I think Jordan Spieth's best chance. That's a ridiculous chance, take. Ridiculous take. Go ahead. His best Jordan chance. Spieth's best chance at the Grand Slam is this year at Southern Hills. This is a golf course that actually does fit his golf game. Um, I think why? of why lots of yeah. short grass. Um, yep. I think you're going to see a lot of the similar qualities to Augusta National. He can do his rickety little spray yes. routine and still get away with it. Yeah, he's going to be able to get up and down from greens or around <laughs> greens. It's going to like really reward great you know skill around the greens, not necessarily luck. Of getting a good lie. Uh, yeah. Sorry. So this will be our Southern Hills preview. A little early Southern Hills preview. We'll have but, plenty of podcasts that week. You know, I just want to get that take on the board now. Okay. You said that about Rory, too. I think Rory was your preseason pick for Southern Hills. You know? Both of them. Both of them. You know? Okay. So that would make for a good PGA if those two are in contention. Social media would be fired up about that. But here's my speed take about winning. Like, we're a little too young. I, 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 this is like going hard the opposite direction from Amira. We were uh, like, we're, we're scattering. We're, we're covering the board here this morning. I don't mean to blaspheme here. And I'm not saying he's a rich man's. He's not. He's a poor man's. We were a little too young for the Seve thing. Right? We, were, we, were, we didn't get to see Seve in his glory. But I am really envious of the way like the older folks talk about Seve and appreciate and love and watch talk about watching Seve and, and love him like Huggin and Mike Clayton and all his peers his contemporaries like man that is just I wish I could have seen that and would have really been there for that it feels like Spieth is a little bit of that for this generation like people want him love watching his sort of routine figuring out how to win it, but but he gets it done and he wins and i'm not saying he's the recovery artist or the artist of sevy i'm not suggesting he is that yet or or close to that but he's uh, at 28 his resume is incredibly impressive and the pictures are even more entertaining than the resume the pictures of how it gets done so it feels like he's become this generation said, I thought Shane Ryan had a really fantastic gamer. He's like, um, like he asked two questions. He talked about speed doing the autograph thing. Like, you know, he's like, I will be back, which was a social media. Hit. The cameras are always there, by the way, when they're like, 
Christ, the social media for the tour is just, I mean, they must set up in the autograph zone and just picture, just wait for content all day. So he goes, who else would do this when, when Speed's like, I can't sign right now, but I'll be back. And who else in golf, give or take Tiger Woods, would inspire that kind of reaction in the first place? Uh, it's just like watching Speed. is he's one of one right now. There's so many robots or so many sort of superstars who are come off the factory line and one don't get two. it done at don't get it done at majors. <laughs> so I don't know. I, it feels like the way we talk about him and the way we react and the feelings he invokes when we're on the ride, the two eagles and the first five holes and the blown 18 inch putt on Saturday night. It feels like it's this generation Seve, the experience. I'm not suggesting he is Seve in any way, shape, or form, but it's that experience. And I think it's special. And and whether it's the Heritage or the Masters or the Open, which will be a treat in two months or three months, whatever it is, uh, it, it's a substantial experience. I, I think it is. I think winning matters and him getting it done and adding to the resume matters a lot, whether it's the Heritage or the Deer or whatever else you want to throw dirt on. So that's my you know, take. Is that blasphemy? No, I, I agree. I think the ride is the relatability in the ride because he hits these shots that like, and he just seems to find himself in situations that your regular tour pro doesn't usually find himself in, or at least not right. regular, but like great tour pro, right? right. He doesn't, right. that's just unconventional method of, of getting it done. I agree with that, all everything you said. Um, I also, I want to say I'm, I'm thrilled the George Spieth won, so we didn't have to talk about Patrick Cantlay's or Patty Ice's seventh PGA Tour win, and again, no showing another major. That's a big. Thing. I I mean, when we talk about the, oh God, we don't. Yeah, I don't want to just pop people all left and right here in this episode, but when we talk about the factory line, I don't know. Maybe he's one of them. When we're talking about like the guys who just come out and make a ton of money in FedEx Cup points, Xander. You know, is in there. You know, I, I don't know. Is there a difference between is there a difference between Patrick Cantley, Xander Shoffley, and like Kyle Morikawa, Jordan Spieth? Yeah, like, is a there a difference, difference besides the resume? Obviously, the two latter two have the majors. I, I mean, is there a difference in player? Like, is or is it just something that we can't discern that that one of them gets it done, the other, or they were just at the right time, right place on those major championship weeks? I don't know. Like it. I th- I would say that Xander is more like Morikawa and Spieth than he is that uh, Cantlay. Okay, why? Well, a I don't think I think Patrick Cantlay might be just like he gets like a lot out of it. Like he's not, not like one of the harder swingers, but it goes far. I think that's part of his major championship woes. Is like yeah, you know if he hits it offline that and he gets in like US Open rough that's troubling and so I don't I don't necessarily I I do think that Patrick Cantlay needs to get it done. I think he's I think he's really good. Still. Yeah, he's very good. Very good. But very good like, at golf. I've it's super disappointed in the last 2 years in majors. Majors. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. And, and I don't know. And I There's I like his quotes. He gave uh gave a really good interview about today's young players and why there are so many good young players and that he's talking about like even a guy that grew up with TrackMan, but not to the level of the kids growing up with TrackMan now that, you know, TrackMan for 
Spieth and Cantlane's generation was it was a rarity for track bends to be around, but they were around. And yep. now it's like normal. You know, right. kids hit balls with TrackMan all the time. And he talked about, a, there's a Golf.com <laughs> article that um, Josh Burho uh, yeah. posted. It was a, a, and he talked about how like these kids know everything about, you know, and they're hitting these low spin knucklers like, and they know every single aspect about their golf swing because they've been hanging balls with TrackMan forever. Um, and, and that wasn't even the case when he was a kid. Which you know he's twenty eight, right. the same age as as, uh, as Spieth. So, I mean, so they know I, why I also... and how they hit the low spin knuckler, mm-hmm. which is an odd thing. Okay, oh, you know maybe the it was one just other a field thing, thing with Cantlay uh, is it's still kind of amazing that he's playing golf with right. the back stuff that he went through, sure. and and part of I wonder if the majors are just going to take a little bit longer time because he does it's just take it's experience like his right. Age in major championships relative to his skill is like, he's like age 24 right now. Yeah. Even though he's 28. If that makes sense. I don't know if anybody's going to understand that, but like all those years he missed could be sure. where the shortcoming is. Yep. All right. Let's do an ad read for Elijah Craig. Uh, we are on vacation here at, at Hilton Head uh, near Harbor. Golf Town. signature Close sip. Golf signature sip. Also, the signature sip of golf professional max homa i don't know if you've heard about him he's on social media Wasn't very prevalent the over this there. week no didn't play took a breather after the masters uh did you know I'm, I'm i'm here to tell you did you know pga tour pro max homa is new brand ambassador for elijah craig bourbon i did know that did you know that I, I've, I've been made aware one of our favorite golfers is repping our favorite sipper talk about a great match like Homa, Elijah Craig Bourbon never settles for less than the best. Uh, I mean, Max is friendly with us, friendly with a few people that maybe he is settling for less than fan. the best. Maybe, oh, it's a good point. He did settle for less than the best on that front this, this, this particular season. Every bottle of their award-winning small batch carries a signature warm spice and subtle smoke flavor. It is exceptionally smooth and well-balanced. I drink it. On the rocks. Look, I'm here on vacation. We went to uh, the other dad, the guy who was shouting about who the hell is Sepp Straka. He's a bourbon, I don't know, snob's the right word. He's an aficionado. Like, he's got multiple bourbons on the counter. He's, there's, uh, I went to the store to get bourbon. He had a long list of do not buys and a long list of do buys. It's, he's very particular. And on the counter when I showed up yesterday it was Elijah Craig. He doesn't know that it's a sponsor, has no idea, doesn't listen to the podcast, not familiar with the sponsorship. And that was one of the snob. I'm just telling you, he's a snob and it came approved. I walked in, I was, I was heartened to see that on the counter. So it passes his approval. It's I, that, that was affirmation for me that we're in bed with the right kind of sponsor here. Um, well, I mean, it, it passes Max's approval, which is most important. That's true. That's true. So you can pick up a bottle today or order online at drizzly.com. Save $5 on a bottle of Elijah Craig delivered right to your door. It just shows up. You can use the promo code FRIEDEGG5. That's FRIEDEGG5, all caps, no spaces. And you get $5 off when you go to drizzly, that's D-R-I-Z, 
L-Y, drizzly.com, and you get $5 off. The Shotgun Start is brought to you by Elijah Craig's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, Bardstown, Kentucky. 47% alcohol by volume. Elijah Craig reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. All right. Can I be grumpy for one more minute? Feels like this is a grumpy Monday morning. Uh, just some some takes. Uh, 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 episode, and then we'll be done with Harbor Town. Uh, the dad thing, look, first one as a dad, just the, the, was getting the play with the Easter <laughs> and stuff. I, I have multiple kids. I'm not was trying the, to be cold. Was the kid out there playing, playing with them? I'm not trying to be dark-hearted here, cold-hearted and, and grumpy. Sounds like you are. The kid doesn't have a damn clue what's happening. It doesn't mean anything <laughs> to the kid. He'll never remember it. He's young. Sammy boy has no clue. Well, it doesn't mean... It, I mean, maybe it means a little something for Spieth. And he left me the opening here because he talked about it. He's like, he doesn't know what's happening. But this <laughs> is just the narrative. The media and these these people who are just trying to tug at heartstrings or look for something to talk about just ramming down our throats Sunday night. Like, when the kid's like four... And you can hug him off the green. Then I didn't remember it. When maybe. it's Dash. Right. Dash is sprinting around out there before the putt's even in the hole. Um, maybe it means something. But the kid does not, it doesn't mean anything. And we need to chill out. The first one as a dad. Like, it's just that that was overplayed. All right. All right. That's my bit. And, and I'm sorry if that is too cold hearted, but, but we overdid it on that Sunday night. So, all right. Moving on. The Lotties Championship. This was a Saturday night finish. Not to, Good not little to finish. Mention, I felt bad for Annie because the camp, like she's out there, she's like having to like swing and dance around because the camera keeps being on her. Yeah, you know, like yeah. there's just just keep the cameras away at that point. Well, I mean, it's a television show they got to produce and that was part of it and there's a lot more than the golf as we've come to learn on the 10 years that we you know really followed this closely in the four years we've done the podcast there's a lot more than just the golf that goes into this so they're you know that's the story they're telling at the end of it uh all right moving on the lotties championship who i wasn't ready to move on you want to keep talking what do you got harbor town notes talk about give me give me a few notes i didn't get to talk enough about eric van royen well, I'd hate to preclude you from doing that. What do you have to say? <laughs> mustache? He's got a mustache? Beats the dad. Van Roy has a mustache. Was, wasn't, wasn't winning. He oh, did get up to talk, a good start. Should we talk about Fratelli? Oh, Slapping yeah. Slapping around in the trees. Someone sent me the hardest I've laughed besides a step strocket thing on this vacation. Was, someone said... You know, Fratelli's probably got a couple leftover coupons you could use while you're down there at Hilton. That you should go seek him out. He's got a. I was like, well, if it's Fratelli, there's no leftover coupons at all. He used up the whole book, <laughs> or he used them as tips. <laughs> oh god! Did you see he was arguing in the Instagram comments about the PPV surcharge? Someone sent us that. Someone popped them in some Instagram. He can, and he's like relitigating the whole thing, standing his ground by having to pay ten percent. He also is trying to get on Sports Center's top ten plays for his little moss shot. What? What's the, so he got two shot penalty? It seemed like a bad penalty. I mean, I, it seemed like unfair penalty. You it know? is absurd, actually. It's an absurd he played, penalty. 
across the line of play? Is that the issue? If you're hitting a, a, a ball standing up, like, and the clubs above your head, all, all line-up things should, you know, not, right. not count. There's, like, a common sense thing here. Like, the Cavs get, not getting that three-pointer count when the guy rammed through the screen, Right. That was that was a common sense. Like the guy made the shot in real time. Should have been I a three pointer. That the changed Cavs, the whole game. The Cavs but not, uh, not anyways, the playoffs. I'm sorry yeah, about I, that. There's just like a, a common sense rule. Like he kind of got a bad break with the ball holding up in the tree. He adjusted. He uh, maybe got a good break where it was hittable, and he hit the shot. And I don't know. It just shouldn't be a two shot penalty. But you know, it created a lot of angst for him and and. and you know, he was shouting about it. So, it, it, I don't know. On its face, it shouldn't have been a penalty, but the, the the rules are somewhat inflexible on that. So, you know, instead of shooting a final round 76, he should have shot a 74. <laughs> good job, Dylan. That's a good point. Good point. Did you really want to say something about Van Roy? Did I cut you off from that? No. About another no, South African? Right. All right. Okay. Anything else? Any other notes you got to clear out of your notebook? I don't know no. if you heard Eric Van Royen really wants to be on the President's Cup team. Oh, is that a thing? Okay. Well, that's the thing for any like mediocre international player. That's going to be the first thing the telecast goes to. Right. For the next like six months. Right. Whatever right. we have. Four months. This, this guy really wants to be on the, on the President's Cup team. Right. Right. Hujo Kim wins the Lotties Championship out in Iwa Beach. That was a Saturday night finish. Uh, great finish. She won by two over Hinako Shibuno, the smiling Cinderella. Uh, and Hujin Choi, four Shibuno's clear from her. almost won the other week, too. She played well ago. at the major, right? At the yeah. ANA or Chevron, whatever it's called now. Uh, <clears throat> kind of amazing. You know, she's like barely played the tour and then just pops in and out. Um uh, yeah, that was a Saturday night finish. A lot of times passed. It's now Monday morning, but that was a good watch. That was a primetime watch, as we say. Uh, I love the Wednesday to Saturday. They only do it there because they're six hours, five hours ahead in Hawaii and kind of want to get back to the East Coast in time. So I, I love that schedule change. Good, good. She had, she, her short game was really fun to watch, Kim. You know, hit a couple of nippers there and, and steered at home when it, she bogeyed 17, but steered at home and won by, by two over Shibuno. Also on the KFT, the Veritex Bank Championship at Texas Rangers Golf Course, one of your favorites, uh, Tyson Alexander wins. He blew out. I mean, this was KFT to the max. Like, this is like stamp, you know, this was store perfectly brand KFT event. 22 under wins. Like, if you weren't shooting mid-60s, you were toast. Uh, it's at a, you know, branded golf course by the Major League Baseball team. And Alexander went 65, 66, 66, 65. At one point, it looked like she was going to go out in like 25 on the front nine. Uh, and he back wins to back. by two. How about yeah. that? Rare, a rare, you know, it's rare for a, a winner on the KFT Tour to get a chance to defend. And even more rare for a winner on the KFT Tour to to successfully defend. So Tyson what Alexander, you hopefully he gets up. Well, you like usually just, win a you win a one of these events, you get a, your card. You know, right, right. So you're oh, not, you're playing you're on a different oh, tour year year over year. Okay, gotcha. I thought you yeah, meant like week the percentage week. Okay. of guy the percentage of yeah. guys that get a defend a title are probably so small. Are yeah. I texted uh, Vince 
friend of the program after his uh after his uh third round which was quite bad and i uh i asked if vince's if I could third round was the... bad he was he shot 43 on the front oh he shot people taking yeah, drive-bys today omira i text i texted him i said do you could i i i could have played your front nine today and he goes, yeah, you could have probably played it left-handed and beat me. Oh, man. <laughs> Vince, good perspective. Great perspective. Everybody is he a dad? Everybody shoots, is he a dad? 60, everybody shooting 65. He shot 77. <laughs> wow. Taking a real drive-by. A corn ferry to a drive-by. Drive Come on. He's friend of the program. Taking, it's, it's a drive-by... By love, with love, you know. This is yeah, the only reason yeah. that I'm gonna record. I'm gonna notice the 77. Um, he's not a dad. Still, great perspective. So he can joke about himself like that. Great, yeah. great. So, all right, that's um, your that's your results. You have anything else you wanted to say about Corn Fairy Tour? Tyson Alexander, son of Buddy, right? Florida great, which is why you know Horschel says the word Buddy so much. He came up under Buddy Alexander. Um. All right, that's it. News. Bryson has How about surgery. Pontoon boat Nyholm. Pontus. He's the pontoon boat. You know, I thought about reading the runner-up. I was like, I don't know if I can pronounce that, and I don't want to be, you know, disrespectful to young Pontus or old Pontus, whoever he is. But that's a hell of a name. Thank you for bringing him into the equation here on this episode. I, I just. I zoomed by that because I don't want to embarrass myself. Pontus Nyholm was two shots short, and Ben An was also two shots short of Tyson. The pontoon boat. He's got his his Viking ancestry, and he he, he, he drives around on He's, a pontoon boat. What's Pontus's backstory? All right, we got to find out more from him. He looks a little old. It's a little scruffy. Might be a relative of Jason Scrivener. It's the pontoon. He went to Campbell University. Two, 2021, so not old. He's only 24. He's, he's not old at all. The pontoon boat. Born in Gavel, Sweden. What are his uh, interests? His swing coach is Casper Headbolt. His special interests are ice hockey and video games. That's a proper Swede into ice hockey, though. So. Runner-up at the Veritex Bank Championship, Pontus Nyholm. All right, that's it for results. Moving on. He beat, this uh, is... he beat uh, Alex Fitzy, Fitzy's brother. So it's a for Sweden to defeat England in the final of the European Amateur Team Championship. That sounds right, like that a moves... sweet tournament. That's a good segue into what sounds like a sweet tournament. The European Amateur Team Competition Championship. Yeah, that does. That sounds like something you'd be into. It's probably not that Maybe cool. Maybe we should but go you, cover it. it. Yeah, right. Sure. Sure. Um, that's a good segue. Talking about Alex Fitzpatrick. Is Liv going after the top-ranked amateurs? Some of the Ballyhood high-name amateurs in the news. That seems I, to be the latest uh, I'm report. Starting, I'm starting to believe that Craig Norman is fielding new ideas via social media. Starting? You think the the letter to Jay Monahan that also was sent to the entire world on social media? Surely you jest that maybe he's kind of crowdsourcing just takes and ideas. He seems to have totally adopted your uh, 
take or theory or uh, you know operating philosophy of you know give Jason Kokrak thirty million dollars and all the other guys would be like what Kevin Nas making ten million dollars for finishing T five. And the other guys are going to want in. That was something. I'm not saying it was old, hey. wholly your idea originally, but like that's he almost took it lockstep, and that's what he's I, touting now. I did now, read that so. quote and wonder, you know, if he had listened to the show. Um, but <laughs> sure. the, uh, I had a question uh, that I've been thinking about all morning, I, and it has to do true, with fishing. But... Okay. So, chum. Isn't chum like bait? Yeah, it's like you get the water worked up for the, the yeah, yeah. But you put for the sharks like to come to it. Chum can be like fish, right? Yeah, I think it's a mixture of slop and, and junk. Yeah. There's fish, I think, are involved. You're asking the wrong guy. Believe it or not, we have a date to go shark fishing down here this week. So oh, maybe I can God. report back with more expertise in a few days. So but what about, what's your chum question? <laughs> My question is, are you chumming the waters you're dumping that stuff in? Yeah. You're not throwing chum into the water. You're putting chum in the water. Chum is like a product that you're dumping well, into the water. I, I keep thinking about... Uh, a but it's also a verb. Chum, chum in the water. It's a verb. It's one of those flexible yeah, things. What, it seems like a noun and a verb, right? You can chum the waters and it's a product. Is Kokrak the largest chum of all time? <laughs> That's a, you've been thinking about this all morning. That's what you led with this 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 diversion that we're on. You were really thinking about I this chum. Been up this very Kokrak. long. I, <laughs> sure. I was walking over to the office thinking about. This. <laughs> That's true. It is early. It is early. So <clears throat> he might be. He might be. It's, I think that's probably accurate if you want to say that. I mean, we're talking about figurative chum because he's not being tossed in the water. So it's, it's, it's kind of a sliding scale here. So, all right. Do you think that's a smart move to go after the amateurs? Keita, Nakajima, I, Alex Fitzpatrick, I, doesn't matter at all. Sharks just kind of Why not? floundering What's, about out there. Just, just grasping at straws. You're going to get more interest than... You know, like a corn ferry tour dropout. Sure, sure. So right? that's old news. It's, it's a good, Other old I news. Mean, it's a good decision. It's a good move if you can't fill out a field with good professionals. They're just trying to do whatever they can. Yeah. Other old news: Bryson's surgery out two months, so maybe back for the U.S. Open. Sounds like he. I mean, he just shouldn't have played the Masters. He should have done this. You know. He should have done it a month ago. Yeah. When he fell off the ping pong table or whatever he was allegedly in Saudi Arabia. In, so, yeah. I got hurt playing ping pong in Saudi Arabia. Sure. Okay. All right. That's why that's why this all happened. But yeah, he's out for two months. Hopefully he's back for I you know what? I I would love to see him full go for the St. Andrews, the old course. Uh not the Fairmount, but the old course. because, uh, you know, it'd be real sort of not that I see, want to see him win or anything. It'd just be interesting to see him watch his brand of big ball try to do, play there. And also in the wind and whatever else that may come at the old course. But two months out, it's regrettable. Be careful what you wish for. Golf's more interesting with Bryson around. And then the other news, last bit, and then we'll be done. DL3. 
kind of a slip of the tongue. I don't know if it was a slip. Maybe it was intentional with Shane Ryan. Uh, it was perceptively picked up on this. He's talking about the orders all messed up now for the Ryder Cup captains. And they got to figure out New York. They're talking about the what's coming down the line. Because Phil's not getting it. Seems like Phil is like, I mean, five. that's 2025. That's four years away. I know they announced it a couple years in advance, but like, is Phil like permanently on the sidelines? What's going on here? You know, that's that's it, it, it. And DL3 would be in the know. And I think DL3 is a softie. He would probably be partial to Phil and being forgive Phil. But it seems like they, Phil might be Phil's really out. toast. It's a lot of money, too, being the Ryder Cup captain and appearances and all sorts of stuff, you know. You get, Should we let some Phil rumors fly? Let's let a Phil rumor fly. Nothing salacious or anything like that. But right. So everybody wants to know if he's alive. Everybody's alive. Where is he? The Masters, you know, talk a lot of talk about that. Chum? <laughs> is, he, is he bigger or smaller chum than... He's chum in the there. Red Sea. Um, uh, no, what we heard at the Masters was that uh, the head of Callaway went and visited him recently. And so he's alive. He's around. That's the only like story we heard that, about his whereabouts. And uh, that Phil was still blaming everybody else, being typical Phil. And, Do you and think that did, when the head of Callaway visited him, they pushed, unpushed pause for a second? I mean, I guess you'd have to hit play for that Could 20 play. minutes or whatever happened. Yeah. And then yeah. they put, pushed pause again. Yeah. You yeah. know what I noticed also, also? Phil's what? been, you know, removed... Uh, from all commercials. Oh, yeah. I except, tweeted except the video. For except what? for one. What is World it? World Golf F- Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. I did know. He's giving his speech. Yeah. Is he in any FedEx Cup commercials? Because those don't, those like run all year. I think he might still be in some like ultimate prize type deals, but I could be wrong there. So One last question I have for you is that Jordan Spieth is uh, number 10 now in the official world golf ranking. So back in the top 10 of one mm. ranking. He's 11th in the FedEx Cup. Is he a top 10 player? That's a good question. Seems like not. Seems like he can't be. If you're not in the Courier Cup, you haven't built those points. So, all right. <clears throat> that does it. Good Monday episode, quite honestly. Pulled ourselves up by the bootstraps. Or whatever the metaphor is. That's not the correct one. But uh, everyone enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back. We got walk-up music this week, walk maybe. I think we need to under-promise. Continue to under-promise. You know, we're still just getting back on the horse after the Masters. So uh, we got a full week ahead. Thank you guys for hanging in with us. Uh, we'll be back with another full week of the Shotgun Start. <laughs>